Hello Forever family. We are diving into 2021 like a kid living in the country, running down an old rickety pier right before they're about to cannonball right into the river. You know, I'm thankful for our time together, no matter if it's face-to-face, if we're virtually connected through social media, through podcasts, or any other platform of communication. I am so thankful. God's Word says where two or more gather, He is there with us. So Holy Spirit, you are welcome here with us. So today's sermon is uh, its actually called Gone Fishing. And we're going to be in Matthew 13, verse 47 and 48. So before we get started, let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we lift our hearts to you. We ask that you you give us clarity and discernment as we dive into your word. Speak to each of us and direct our hearts to walk out this faith journey so that we can reach one more soul for your precious kingdom. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. And all God's children said, Amen. So again, today we are in Matthew 13. Verse 47 and 48. And I'm, I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. But I have to tell you, the whole mentality of gone fishing and what it represents to different people, this has been on my heart for a couple of weeks. And I thought, okay, God's telling me something. And maybe this message isn't for me. Maybe it's for someone else. Because usually he takes me through a journey first before I can write out my sermon. And I just kept feeling nudged and nudged and nudged. And I thought, okay, we're, we're going to do that this Sunday and we're going to take care of it. And, and God can speak to whoever it is that needs this message and however he needs to speak to each of us. So this is uh, Matthew 13, starting in verse 47. This is the parable of the net. So verse 47, once again, The kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. And when it was full, the fishermen pulled it up to the shore. Then they sat and they collected the good fish in a basket and threw away the bad. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. So I posted a question on social media earlier And I I just asked these questions. Now, I grew up in the country. We would last minute, hey, let's go fishing. Everybody be throwing stuff in the back of a truck, including the children. And we would take off down the road. And we would fish for the afternoon and just enjoy being out in nature. So the questions I posted said, what is your routine when you get ready to go fishing? What do you need? What do you gather? So here are the answers that I had received, or at least some of them. Person one, fishing pole bait snacks. Person two, snacks, cooler, drink, chair, rods, tackle, hooks, weights, bobbers, phone, phone charger, and invite somebody to go. Person three, someone to bait my hook and take the fish off. I hear you, sister. Okay, yeah, I get it. I'm right there with you. Well, I I mean, not like, not with you that I'm going to take the fish off the hook and all that stuff, but I get it. Person four, 
Six to eight rods and reels, tackle, cooler, sunglasses, hat. Person five, fishing license. Okay, I feel like there's going to be a story behind that, but we'll dive into that later. Person six, fishing pole, chairs, tackle, cooler, drink, snacks, glasses, wipes, hand towel in a bag, and a blanket for naps. Person seven, just go to public seafood counter or maybe Burger King and get a fish sandwich. There are days that I absolutely get that. Person eight, I feel like I have to take a deep breath every time I do these to run through them. Person eight, bug spray, sunscreen, hat, hand towel, big towel, water, rods, reel, plier, sunscreen, baby wipes, hand sanitizer, big towel, tackle, bait, knife. Person number nine. Poles, tackle, cooler, minnow bucket, drinks, snacks, chair, best friend. Person 10, first aid kit. Again, I feel like there's a story behind that, but we'll get in that, into that later. So each person gave really great advice about what they gather when they get ready to go fishing. Biblically, when, when I think of fishing, I think of like the Sea of Galilee. I think of the scriptures where Jesus tells Peter to cast his nets. And some of these scriptures that if you want to just look real quick, they're in like Matthew 4, Mark 1, Luke 5, and in today's scripture, which is Matthew 13. You know, I like to look at things as they were during the time of scripture. I really try hard not to apply today's thought process to scripture because the meaning of the words or the processes, they're different because there was a different time period. There was a different living standard. There was a different survival standard. So biblically, there were several methods for fishing, and I want to talk about that. So first, there was the uh, the using of casting nets, and actually this is still practiced today. I remember being younger and having a family member take us out on his boat, and we cast nets. And it was fun, and then it got boring. But this is the way that you throw a huge net out. It's got weights, and you start pulling it up through the water. As you pull it up, the net closes, and you catch whatever's available, whatever's in that area. So the net covers a large area, and you pull up the nets, and you pick through what you want, and you throw the stuff that you don't want back. This can be done from uh, from a boat or shoreline. So next, there's the using of uh, drag nets. This is like for specific fish. Usually this is done to catch herring or salmon. The nets have, a, they have floats so that you know where the nets are as they're hanging. Sometimes uh, when they're floating, they'll, they'll move real quick, and that's how you know that a fish is caught in the net. So third is the using of hooks, which is what most people, I think, replied to when I when I posed the question. You drop a line with a hook, and you've got the bait attached, and you just kind of wait and see what bites. And there's different bait for different fish. But as soon as the fish hits, as soon as they take the bait, you snatch the line to set the hook, and they can't get free. Lastly, there's spear fishing. This was practiced along the Mediterranean coast. It was a form of night fishing. Uh, many times they were fishing, even casting nets. They, they did them in the, the dusky dark, um, but spear fishing was at night because they would take torches 
and they would put the torch, they would um, shove it down in the sand, and the light would flicker, and the fish would be drawn to the surface to see what it is, and the fishermen would spear them. This was very common along the Sea of Galilee. So just to recap, first we have the general fishing, casting nets. Then we have specific fishing, which is the drag nets. We have what I call the, the bait and snatch with hook fishing. And finally, we have what I call drawn to the light fishing with spears. So fishing during biblical times meant you had your gear ready. It didn't include sunscreen and glasses and hats and chairs and coolers, towels or blankets or anything. It was about the actual items needed to catch the fish. You see, we add the other stuff for our comfort. It has nothing to do with fishing. Fishing went from a means of survival to becoming something we did to pass time and enjoy no-stress, lazy afternoons and just some breathing time, some downtime. I once had a professor say that many times his mind would drift to fishing. He would wonder, you know, what the current lake conditions were and if the fish were begging to be liberated from their aquatic prisons. And, you know, he made it sound like he was planning to do such a great deed instead of spending a lazy day on the water somewhere. When I think of fishing and the different types that we've talked about, and I think of the different ways that Jesus is telling us to reach out to those around us who may not know that they are the beloved. When it comes to casting nets, I believe we're to open our lives to all of those who come around in order to share the gospel. It's a very general, large casting of net in groups and fellowship. When it comes to the dragnet, which is like the specific fishing, I, I really believe this is a this is how God draws specific people to us so that we can speak to their journey. I always tell people that I, I firmly believe that wounded souls are drawn to healed souls. And I believe that because I've seen God use someone's past to speak to someone else's current situation. So it's a specific fishing. When it comes to using the hooks for fishing, Jesus doesn't, or Jesus um, talks about this in Matthew 17, verse 24 through 27, but he's actually talking about the temple tax. Jesus tells Peter to drop his line. When he catches the fish, though, he's to open his mouth. And there he will find enough, a coin that's enough to pay Peter's tax and Jesus' tax. In other words, God will provide for our needs when we're walking in obedience. You see, they were pressuring Jesus for the taxes, a worldly thing. And Jesus didn't sidestep that. But provisions were given because there was an obedience there and God took care of him. When it comes to spear fishing, 
y'all, I can't help but but get a visual of so many people that are in darkness. Maybe they feel like they're drowning in this sinful world. But there's a flicker of light that draws them to the surface, that draws them near. And to me, this is very symbolic of how God draws us out of the darkness of this world. You know, church, I I think it's time to get back to the basics of fishing. I think it's time to remove all the distractions that we think we need in order for us to be comfortable. God didn't call us to be to be followers of Christ, but to sit in comfort. He called us to follow him. This is a journey. Anything that keeps us distracted will make us become stagnant. God is calling each of us out of our stagnant prisons. So I want to read the full parable of the net, starting in verse 47. This is Matthew 13, starting verse verse uh, 47. Once again, the kingdom of God is like a net that is let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it onto the shore. They sat down, they collected the good fish in baskets and threw the bad away. This, This is how it will be at the end of the age. When the angels come, and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things, Jesus asked? Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore, Every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Church, it is our job to gather the fish. God will sort all of us out on that day. But until then, we are to love people like Jesus loves, fish like his followers did, with just the gear, no comfort, just the gear. And we are to share the gospel because there are lives at stake. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, teach us to be fishers of men that you need us to be. Give us the words to speak in order to share your truth. Remove our distractions. Give us strength to endure the duty, the, the journey. Give us courage when the darkness tries to close in on us. And shine your light all around us so that there's no corner for any shadow to hide. Be with us as we step out of our comfort zone of our boats and onto the crashing waves of doubt that the world tries to throw at us. And now we pray as one voice, as you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And all God's children said, Amen. Church, please know that I am praying for each of you as we travel through this spiritual journey together. I pray that that we share many hours of fellowship. I pray that we strive to be the hands and feet of Jesus, loving every single person the way Jesus loves us, and knowing that there will come a day when God will sort all of us out. Church, I pray that our net gets bigger and bigger and bigger as we not only cast it out, but bring in more fish. Always remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. So until next time, much agape, everybody.